All right, Psalm 23. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Psalm 23. We'll begin at verse number 1. Psalm 23, beginning at verse number 1. Psalm 23, beginning at verse 1. Um, we are uh, continuing our summer series, Shepherd Me. Uh, in this series, we've been taking a look at Psalm 23. And the series is actually drawing to a close. Next Sunday, we'll wrap it up. Next Sunday will be our last sermon uh, from Psalm 23. So let's go ahead and stand for the reading of God's Word. We're going to begin reading at verse 1, and we'll read all the way through the uh, end of the psalm. Lewis says, uh, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His namesake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You may be seated. So uh, today uh, we're going to look at uh, verse number 6. So we'll put uh, verse number 6 up on the wall. We're actually going to look at the first part of verse number 6. Uh, look at what it says. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. That's the phrase that we're going to zero in on this morning. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Now think of it like this. Three days before Super Bowl three. Joe Namath, quarterback for the New York Jets, made a bold statement. Joe Namath guaranteed that the Jets would win the Super Bowl. He guaranteed that they would beat the Colts and win the Super Bowl. All right Now, that's a bold statement, right? Three days before the Super Bowl, that is a bold statement. Statement. Right. Let me give you another example of, of something bold. Uh, last year we went to the Saints Steelers game. All right, if you remember that game last season, the Saints were leading the whole game. All right. And Pittsburgh started driving, and it looked like it was gonna be. Typical Saints, they were going to lose at, at the end. That's what it looked like. But with about a minute left on the clock, the Steelers fumbled the ball away, and the Saints won the game. And not only did the Steelers lose the game, but that loss knocked them out of the playoffs. All right, so they had one game to go, but their season was essentially over because... The Saints knocked them out of the playoffs. 
All right. So we're so after the game, we're leaving the stadium. All right. And there's a guy standing there, and I'm a, I'm assuming he's a Saints fan. All right. But he's standing there, and everybody that walked by, who had on a Saints shirt. He pointed to him and said, winner. So, for example, when the four of us walked by, he said, winner, 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 winner. All right? But when a Steelers fan walked by, he pointed to them too. And he said, loser. All right? So, like, as we walked by, you know, winner, 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 and then right behind us were some Steelers fans, about five of them, and he pointed to each of them, he said, loser, 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 loser. Now, that's pretty bold. All right? You know, you're pointing to a Steelers fans, calling them losers. Not only have they lost the game, but they've been knocked out of the playoffs. You know, I was expecting, hey, somebody's going to hit this guy in the jaw. All right? That's, but what he was doing... It was bold, all right? It was bold. Now, here's my point, all right, with those two illustrations. This statement that we're looking at this morning, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Can I just say, this is a bold statement, all right? What David is saying here in this psalm, this is a bold statement. It, it is a bold statement in light of the troubles that we face in life. Because let's be honest. It doesn't seem like every day goodness and mercy follow. There are days in life that are filled with hurt, pain, grief. There are other days in life that are filled with disappointment and adversity. And, he, and here is David coming along and, and he's saying, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. This is a bold statement. This is a bold statement. But I want you to think of it like this. All right, Let's put another slide up on the wall. Who, who remembers, I think it's still around, who, who remembers this game show? Who wants to be a millionaire? All right, anybody remember the first host of who wants to be a millionaire? Regis Philman, all right? And this show came out when I was in college, and I can remember having people uh, over at my apartment, and we, were, we watched this show, all right? It was a great show. And um, do you remember there were, uh, you know, you had to answer all these questions, and if you got all of them, you want a million dollars, and there were three lifelines, all right? Remember 50-50, poll the audience, uh, call a friend. There was a three lifelines. We put the next picture up on the wall. This is a guy by the name of John Carpenter. I don't know how well you can see that image. He's the first guy who won the million dollars. He's the first guy who won the million dollars. He went through every question. 
He gets to the million-dollar question. He's not used the lifeline yet. And he gets to the last question, the million-dollar question, and he's like, Regis, I need, to, I need to phone a friend. And so he phones a friend, and it's his dad. And this is what John Carpenter said to his dad. Hey, dad, I don't need help. I was just letting you know I'm going to win the million dollars. All right, that's what he said to his dad. I don't need your help. I was just letting you know I'm going to win the million dollars. Now, why would he say that? He was 100% certain that he knew the answer to the question. That is David with this statement at the beginning of verse number 6. He is absolute certain. 100% sure. How does he begin the phrase? Surely. I mean, I want to circle that word, surely. David is confident. He is 100% certain that goodness and mercy would follow him all the days of his life. And my hope is that by the end of the sermon today, we can have the same certainty that David did. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. All right, so we got three points in your sermon notes, and, and really we're just kind of with these three points, we're just kind of really completing one thought here, all right? But here's point number one in your sermon notes. The goodness and mercy of God. All right, the goodness and mercy of God. All right, make sure you have that. That's point number one, the goodness and mercy of God. All right, the goodness and mercy of God. You know, a couple of people have mentioned today that our Hearts are with the people on the, the East Coast. Is, is, who knows where Dorian's going, all right? But, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, there was a hurricane that uh, hit Texas. It was Hurricane Harvey, all right? And it dumped a massive amount of water on Texas. I got an image we're going to put up on the wall. These are some homes that... Uh, Flooded. I mean, just neighborhoods completely flooded. And I, I believe those are in the. I believe that picture is taken from the Houston area. All right, just neighborhoods just flooded after Hurricane Katrina. I mean, Hurricane Harvey. And uh, let me put another image up on the wall. Um, this is a football player. His name is J.J. Watt. He plays for the Houston Texans. And uh, after Hurricane Harvey. Um, this guy was good to the Houston area. J.J. Watt was good to the Houston area. In a two-year period, he helped raise $37 million for relief efforts that built, rebuilt over 1,100 homes, uh, more than 900, uh, nearly 1,000 child care centers and after-school programs, have been rebuilt with that with that money he raised uh, that helped more than 100,000 kids. 
get back into daycare and after-school programs. Uh, with the money, uh, they, they uh, put together over 239 million meals. All right? but, but this football player, after Hurricane Harvey, he was good to the community of Houston. He was good to the community of Texas. Now, now here's my point. All right, here's my point. God is good to us. All right, God is good to each and every one of us. Let's look at some verses in your notes that, that talk about the goodness of God. We'll put them up on the wall. 1 Corinthians 16, 34. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. God is good to us. Psalms 145, 9. Look at this verse. The Lord is good to all. And his tender mercies are all over his work. God is good to us. James 1, 17. Look at this one. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. God is good. And, and this word goodness that we see in verse number 6, it is referring to the generosity of God. It is referring to the blessings that God pours out in our lives. Um, this word goodness that we see here is talking about the provision and protection of God. It is talking about the love that God has for us, the care that God has for us. This word good, good that we see here in verse number 6 is closely connected to the next word, mercy. There's an interesting story in Exodus 33 and 34. Moses, he wants to see the glory of God. He asks to see the glory of God. And here's how God responds. God says, all right, you want to see my glory. I'm going to show you my goodness. You see, God's glory is his goodness. And here's what Moses saw when God passed by. Exodus 34, verses 6 and 7. This verse is in your sermon notes. We'll put it up on the wall. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord, God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. You see, God's goodness that we see here in verse 6, it also has to do with God's mercy, His forgiveness. All right, so that's the goodness of God. All right, now let's look at that next word, mercy. Let's talk about this word, for a second, all right? Look at look at back at verse number six. What does it say? Surely goodness and mercy will follow me. Let's talk about this word uh, mercy. You know, there are some uh there are some great words in the English language. All right. Lunch. <laughs> Isn't that a great word, lunch? Nap. I mean, that's a, that's a great word on a Sunday afternoon, right? Nap. All right. What about uh, this one for tomorrow? Uh, holiday. That's a great word. Vacation, beach. I mean, those, those are some great words in the English language. Uh, elementary students, what about the words recess, pizza, 
You're getting a big thumbs up from John Garrett back there on both of those. All right? But, you know, those are some great words in the English language. Here's my point, all right? This word for mercy, it is a great word in Hebrew. It is the word hesed in Hebrew. And it is a word that we find throughout the Old Testament. All right? And no one English word can adequately translate the, the, the depth and the richness of this Hebrew word hesed. All right? It has to do, hesed has to do with mercy. It has to do with forgiveness. All right? Th- this word hesed uh, has to do with, with grace, steadfast love, kindness, loyalty, faithfulness. And, and just think about how all those words describe God, all right? God is merciful to us. God is forgiving. God removes our sins. As far as the east is from the west, he buries our sins at the depths of the ocean. God is, shows his grace to us. God shows his steadfast love to us. Our love for God, um, God's love for us, it does not end. God loves us no matter what. God is, shows kindness to us. God is loyal to us. God is faithful to us. All right, all those concepts that we just mentioned are wrapped up in this one Hebrew word, hesed. All right, God's mercy. All right, so we've looked at the goodness and mercy of God. F.B. Mayer, uh, he said this, uh, goodness to supply every need, mercy to forgive every sin, Goodness to provide, mercy to pardon. Max Lucado said this, goodness and mercy, not goodness alone, for we are sinners in need of mercy. Not mercy alone, for we are fragile in need of goodness. We need them both. All right? So that's God's goodness and mercy. Let's look at point number two. All right? Write down these words. Chase after us. All right, chase after us. All right, remember, we're kind of completing an idea here this morning. The goodness and mercy of God chased after us. All right, the goodness and mercy of God chased after us. Let's look at verse number six in our Bibles. What does it say? Surely goodness and mercy will what? Follow. You might want to circle that word follow in your Bible. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me. You might want to circle that word follow. Uh, I'm going to put an image up. Hopefully you can see it. Uh, this, is, this is our little dog Lulu. All right. Our little dog Lulu. All right. And uh, she's just a great little dog. All right. All she does is follow us around. From room to room, place to place. I mean, that's all she does. She she follows Kim around. She follows me around. She follows the kid. I mean, that's what she does. She just follows us around. All right? Can I just say this? That that word follow that we see in verse 6, that's not the idea. Lulu, my little dog, following us from room to room. That is not the idea of this word in verse number 6. This word 
follow has to do with a relentless pursuit. It has to do with a tenacious pursuit. Think of it like this. Have you ever told you about the time that Kim and I got, um, I want to word this carefully. (laughs) We saw a high-speed police chase. Ever tell you that story? We're driving, I can't remember where, we're, we, we were either driving back, we were either between Wiggins and Poplarville or, or between Poplarville and Bogaloosa, I cannot remember. But anyway, this vehicle comes flying around us. We're driving along, this vehicle comes flying around All of a sudden, many police cars come flying around us. All right, they're in a high-speed chase, all right? They're going like 120, and we're going like 60. And Kim's like, speed up. She, she wanted to get like she wanted to get in and get to the end of the high-speed chase to see what was going on, all right? But you know, when police are involved in a high-speed chase, all right, it is a relentless pursuit. It is a tenacious pursuit. They're not stopping they chase that's the idea behind this word follow that's the idea God's goodness his mercy they relentlessly chase after us God's goodness and his mercy they tenaciously chase after us and like I mean let that just kind of sink in I mean let that, let that kind of just sink in God's goodness and his mercy chase after us let's move on number three all right remember we're completing the thought here write down this every day of our lives write down that that thought there for point number three every day of our lives. Make sure you've got that. Every day of our lives. So, just kind of completing the thought here. uh, The goodness and mercy of God chase after us every day of our lives. Now, this is, the, this is the point that's toughest to swallow. All right, because, I mean, let's face it, every day in life is not a good day. We have terrible days in life. We have rough days in life. But yet, even on those terrible and rough days, God's goodness and His mercy, they chase after us. Right? I, want you, I want you to just think about the magnitude of, of what David's saying here. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Right? Think about the magnitude of that thought, right? And I, and I just want to ask us this morning, 
what, what kind of days lie ahead for us? What kind of days lie ahead for us? Uh, you know, maybe you're a stay-at-home mom. And the days that lie ahead for you, you're going to be chasing after those toddlers. You're thinking, of, hey, if I could just get through those terrible twos. And, and I want you to know today that as you chase after those toddlers in the days ahead, God's goodness and His mercy is going to chase after you. What kind of days lie ahead for us? Uh, maybe at the start of the football season, you're an LSU fan and you are very optimistic. You're very optimistic about the days that lie ahead. You see your team going 12 and 1 or 13 and 1 and they're only lost to my Mississippi State Bulldogs. <laughs> Whatever happens this season and I'm I'm saying this mainly for myself cuz I think it's going to be a long season for Bulldogs fans. God's goodness and his mercy are going to chase after what kind of days lie ahead for us? Uh, maybe you're maybe you're a junior high student or a senior high uh, senior high student, and the day you see the days ahead for you filled with with school, homework, tests, quizzes, projects, papers, athletic events, extracurricular activities, and and I want you to know today that as you go through those days. God's goodness and His mercy is going to chase after you every day in junior high, every day in high school. What kind of days lie ahead for us? Maybe for some of us, we, what lies ahead is sickness. You know, we look at our days and they're going to be filled with doctor visits, tests, procedures, surgeries. Treatments, medicines. And I want you to know in those days of sickness, God's love and His mercy is going to chase after us. What kind of days lie ahead for us? Let's be honest, there's going to be some days that lie ahead that are filled with adversity and disappointment. There's going to be some days that lie ahead that are filled with uncertainty, hurt, grief. And I want you to know in those days of uncertainty, in those days of, of disappointment, God's love, His mercy, they're going to chase after us. And look at verse number 6 again. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And, and I, I guess the point I'm trying to get at is that as, as we live our lives, each day we need to slow down long enough to see the goodness and the mercy that God has in our lives each and every day. For some of us here today, we got to stop running from God so that we can experience that goodness. You know, we 
started out this morning, we said verse number 6 is is a bold statement. It's a bold statement. But David was 100% certain about it. Why? Because David had lived it. You see, David's life was like a roller coaster. There were highs and there were lows. Um, In David's life, there was triumph and there was defeat. In David's life, there was happiness and there was heartache. In David's life, there was sin and there was forgiveness. And yet through it all, the ups and downs, David is saying here, Surely, God's goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. I hope today we have the same certainty that David had. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. I'm going to ask you to bow your head, close your eyes. just a moment you're going to have a time of of, of prayer a time of invitation Um, I just want to ask you how's God speaking to your heart this morning maybe you're sitting out there and you know life is so busy you go from place to place And you rarely ever stop long enough to see the goodness and mercy of God in your life. And maybe today you need to come to this altar, get on your knees and and stop and reflect on on the goodness and mercy of God in your life. Maybe, Maybe today you're in days that are troubled. Maybe there's disappointment, uncertainty, hurt, pain. And, uh, you know, if we're not careful, those things can blind us to the the goodness and mercy that God has for us each and every day. Maybe you're going through troubled times in your life and you need to come to this altar and pray. Maybe you need to come pray with me. Maybe, maybe you, you come here today and, man, you're running from God. And you're here. But you're really trying to get as far away from God as you can. Maybe today you need to get saved. Maybe today is the day that you need to give your heart to Jesus so that you can experience God's goodness and mercy. And if that's you, I want to encourage you when we stand to sing come down and talk to me about accepting Jesus. How's God speaking into your heart and life this morning? How do you need to respond today? Father, we thank you for this word, this bold statement that your goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our lives. David was certain of it. Father, as we reflect on our own lives today, we have ups and downs, highs and lows. Father, if we really repent, we can 
see your goodness. We can see your mercy. On the best of days, we can see your goodness and mercy on the earth. Father, some of us that need to slow down long enough to, to see it. Some of us need to stop running so we can experience it. Father, I pray that as we come to this point of invitation, you just move us how you want to move us today. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Please stand. Just as I am.